Today on Sagittarian Matters, we're taking you to the Cabbage Patch with my friend, Brandy Taylor. Stay tuned. from Portland, Oregon. Last week, I couldn't help but notice that friend to the show, Brandy Taylor, was posting a lot of photos on Instagram of undulating baby heads coming out of cabbages surrounded by crystals. I inquired with Brandy, and in fact, she had a story to tell. Brandy came to our mobile studio in friend to the show Morgan's house to talk to us about her recent visit to Cabbage Patch Central, a.k.a. Babyland. We also answered an advice question. In other news, producer Ponyo attended the canine coronation ceremony at the Heathman Hotel this week, and she won nothing. She didn't win anything, but she had a lot of fun. We will talk about it on a future podcast, and thank you to everyone who came out and made signs. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our advice and talk about Babyland. Brandy Taylor, welcome back to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, as always. We are sitting in the guest room of a friend of the show, Morgan. And here today, it is a, it is a beautiful spring day in Portland, Oregon. Glorious. Producer Ponyo is here. You have allergies aplenty. I sure do. And you're here to tell me about a recent trip you took to the Cabbage Patch Birthing Facility. A.K.A. Babyland General Hospital. Where is Babyland General Hospital? It's in Cleveland, Georgia, which is basically about an hour and a half to two hours north of Atlanta. All right. What brought you to Babyland? Well, my dear friend lives in Atlanta and also has a um, house in Dahlonega, Georgia, which is about an hour and a half north. And I was visiting her like I usually do. And she's got a really cute four and a half year old kid who's my little niece. And it was our day to spend the day together. Me, the four and a half niece, you know, your old niece and I. And I looked up... um, things to do with kids because there's like it's like really small town like Dahlonega is like there's a town square that um that it's where there used to be a jail and now you can pan for gold <laughs> anyway there's like you know little things around the tiny town square and that's it and like a walmart and that's it so i was looking for things to do with a kid and i looked up um mini golf like putt-putt if you're a midwesterner putt-putt golf <laughs> and it was in a town called helen which ended up being a like alpine bavarian village town have you heard of such a thing no like leavenworth oregon is like that okay it's where they like transform the town into like ye old timey bavarian town with like cute little hansel and gretel houses and stuff why would you do that? It's like a tourist trap. Okay. You can get like your picture taken like a ye old timey Bavarian town. There's like fudge factories everywhere. Oh. Um, there's lots of like, you know, 
old-fashioned soda fountains. There's a troll bar, which I was really into. <laughs> um, and so it's a, basically like a tourist trap. And they just transform the small town into a Bavarian village. Doesn't and it sound like people have so much time on their hands? Yeah, it's also kind of smart because guess what? I'm mostly, I mean, it's mostly white folks over there. White folks are just like, they love a Bavarian village. Who knew? They're flocking there, taking pictures. There's all kinds of cutesy things. Hand-blown glass. Lots of stuff that says, says like, Helen, I got a pretzel in Helen, Georgia, etc. So, anyway, we went to go putt-putt slash mini-golf in Helen, Georgia. It was beautiful. And on the way home, I took a different route, which is up in, like, the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's very beautiful. Yeah. And, um... Come here, Ponch. And... I t- in the detour I saw one sign that went by and it was like um babyland you know 2 miles on the left and I was like what the fuck is that and the next sign I saw had a cabbage patch illustration on it like a drawing of like a cabbage patch kid and said babyland general turn now <laughs> and then it said in small print home of the cabbage patch kids and I was like what <laughs> and I promptly turned left Yes. And I was like, hey, my little niece, you want to go to Babyland? And she was like, yeah, okay. She was really excited. Does she know what a Cabbage Patch doll is? Um, no, but she does like baby dolls. So she was into like any, she's into any baby doll situation. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I turn left and you can't really tell where it is from the road. And there are signs kind of leading up. Then you eventually turn on this other, um, uh, like sort of wooded, uh, area and then it kind of just opens up into the world's most giant lawn like nothing no flowers or anything just like a huge green mowed lawn right and then up on top of the hill is like a huge like white plantation house what it's like it looks like a fucking mirage because you're like in the middle of the woods and it's like a weird like manicured lawn right and it said and there's a huge sign in like you know like chubby 80s letters you know <laughs> baby land yeah general hospital and i was like oh my god this is gonna be nuts and i was like i had the feeling of like maybe we shouldn't go there like what if i get like <laughs> you know what if we're gonna get some sort of like it's like get out or stepford wives yes well i mean probably not like get out but it's <laughs> i was like oh we're, we might be like possessed by some weird spirit at baby land right and it was a huge pl- like you know southern plantation house which i've never been to so it was an experience. Mm-hmm. We we drive up, and then once you get closer to the actual house, um, there's all these uh, white sculptures that are about like the size of like a queen size bed. Oh, they're huge. Maybe it maybe a full maybe a full size okay. bed, and they're huge like um, they're huge white cabbages that are open with like a baby head in the middle and some have pacifiers some have like tufts of hair but it's all like this molded like concrete or something like sculptures right and they're littered all around the perimeter there's rocking chairs out front everything looks like you know old-timey southern porch sitting plantation-y situation and there's a huge green lawn okay okay (laughs) mind you it took a long time to find the parking lot, which was kind of around the bend. There is like probably five cars in the parking lot. Okay. Okay. It's not a busy day at Babyland. No, it was also a Monday. Okay. I mean, weekends, who knows how many times people are going to Babyland. So we, 
I also here's my have a little bit of anxiety kind of stirring. I was like, okay, let's do this. It's just an experience. I like an experience. I don't want to necessarily subject my four and a half year old niece to something that's like toxic and gross. I might have done that. Let's let's be honest. But (laughs) um, so we we pull in, we walk up. It's hard to find the entrance. We eventually find it. I open the door. And there's a huge, like, sprawling, beautiful, um, like, uh, Gone with the Wind kind of staircase, right? Like a white, like, sweeping staircase that's, like, wide and gorgeous in this beautiful old house. And there's a huge, like, giant hospital, um, uh, like, check-in desk, right? And the woman behind the desk is dressed like, uh, I don't know, 1940s or 50s nurse, Mm-hmm. With do you know them the kind of a triangle like yeah. a Napoleon kind of looking hat right and then she's all in white the full like full regalia right <laughs> full costume like it's like cosplay in there yeah every fucking person is dressed like that okay and I cannot wait to get a job there you know I thought about that I thought about how I was like <laughs> if I could work here like once a month and then just be like in full drag the whole time and just be like hey welcome to Babyland want to hold my baby I would just think I would love it I would love it just because you'd be like in the pomp and circumstance of it so you walk in and the nurse is very friendly at the desk and she says hey y'all welcome I'm also going to do some yeah. southern accents apologies if I'm going to offend anybody but I came from Florida I don't care I agreed so um they say, hey, y'all, welcome to Babyland General. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you here to see some babies today? Are you here to visit the nursery? And we say, uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> also, I look around. Everybody's white. Every single person in this place is white. Okay. Everybody who works there is a white woman. I didn't see not one man in the whole place. Okay. Everyone shopping there is a white woman with white children. Wow. Okay? okay? This is a, whi- a white experience. Okay. Not saying it's exclusively like that, but at that day, woo. Okay. Because the rest of the South, not that way. Not really that way. I mean, this part of Georgia, honestly, this like, you know, north, this, the few towns that I'm talking about around Georgia are pretty white. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much like Trump Republican country. Aye, so aye. there's lots of Trump signs and stickers and stuff. So okay. there's lots of places in the South that are lo- not like that. So but- you're full cover. Oh, yeah. You're a stealth witch. Yeah. <laughs> also, mind you, it's hot out. So I'm wearing like a tank top and shorts. And I'm like, a, you know, I... I'm a tattooed 41-year-old lesbian, so it looks I might be stand out a little bit. Okay. Um, with a kid who's wearing half – she wanted to wear her half of her pajamas, which I fully support. She's wearing like a really you know goofy outfit, which I love, but everybody else who has kids there are they're very manicured and, yeah. you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we have to sign in to visit the hospital. Okay. So yeah. you have to sign in to even go inside Babyland. They want your name. They want where you live. They want your county, which is hilarious. They want your email address. And I was like, ooh. Mm-mm. And then she said, uh, so I put in a fake name, obviously. And I do have a fake email address. What was your fake name? Uh, I don't remember. I think I, I usually just put B, like, for, like, you know. And then I just usually, like, you know, whatever came to me. Maybe I don't. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Something. So I think I put that, or, like, I put, like, B Helen or something, because we were in Helen, Georgia, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, but I do use uh, gaywitches at gmail.com. <laughs> Did you put that in as your Yeah, because that, that's kind of my, like, throwaway email address um, that I put on, like, anything who actually asks for my email. Because it does work, but anyway. So... Uh, that's fun to look at that on the registry. So 
They asked where we were from. They asked, like, you know, or, or how they heard, how we heard about them, whatever, whatever. Full, full regalia. So then when you also, they said everything's self-guided. You start over here in the museum, and then you go straight through the, like, um, preemie nursery or whatever. I said, okay. So... <laughs> That's where all the jaundiced babies are. Those incubators full of babies. Okay, so now we start in the self-guided tour. The first thing I see is signed pictures from celebrities to Xavier Roberts. (laughs) Xavier Roberts is like the guy whose name is on the butt of every Cabbage Patch kid. Yeah, I'll talk about him later, but he's the person we associate with the Cabbage Patch kids. So. There's signed pictures, uh, like from literally ex presidents. I saw like Jimmy Carter. And a bunch of other like um like mid eighties celebs, Tom Selleck, um I can't, I can't remember everybody, <laughs> Donald Trump, a bunch of other people, right? Like oh, wow. you know, to Xavier in the cabbage patch. You yeah. know, loved I was like barf. So they're all like <laughs> their headshots, you know, signed to him and framed. That's the first thing you see is like some shrine to like his celebrity, right? And then you see in these like really elaborate shadow boxes, the or, like more um of the like not the original dolls, but they say that there are the original dolls. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But original Xavier Roberts. Yes. The first one's that he made, right? Yeah. So you go through and you see like all these dolls that are hand-sewn, hand-painted faces. They're like a little bit bigger. They're like, you know, they just have different kind of stitching. They have like that really pinched the tiny little nose. And uh, you go through and they're all set up like one's in a little schoolyard. One's, you know, carrying a lunchbox. One's having like a nighttime story read to them. You know, it's like all this shadow box stuff and there's all this information about the very first cabbage patches, etc. Um Did your niece like this? No. She didn't she did not care two shits about the museum because everything's behind glass. Oh yeah. So we found the giant chair that's a giant uh cabbage and we sat in it and took some selfies. She liked that part. And then all she wanted to do was see the babies, like to hold a baby. So we went right to the preemie nursery. So <laughs> Entering this like super elaborate, really well decorated nursery where there are multiple cribs full of like, you know, 12 to 20 babies in a crib. What? I know. That's that's a lot. Is that what it's actually like at the NICU? I mean, I hope not. Jeez. But the weirdest thing is they have, um, have, they have speakers behind the cribs. So you hear, (laughs) like you hear all these weird fucking baby noises from behind the cribs. And then the nurse who is in full, like, you know, all white and pink sort of situation regalia. She's like, um, Hey y'all, welcome to the welcome to the special preemie nursery. Now all these doll they call them doll babies. All these doll babies are two hundred dollars, hand painted, hand stitched. So I was like, oh my fucking god! Number one, they are like they're not. I just yeah. I had no idea. So she said, this is where the you know the premium preemies are. Oh, right. Okay, we go through. I don't really want to hold in these doll babies because they, A, are scary. It's scary in there. I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what's going on. And this woman's watching you the whole time. There's nobody else in there. She's creepy. Did did your niece want to touch them? No. Not really. She was also a little bit weirded out. Maybe because I was weirded out. But also she just was like, uh, wanted to kind of get to the, like, shop area, I think. So, 
She wanted to pick up her own baby, and it wasn't going to be a $200 hand-stitch, hand-painted baby. So we walk through the um, crying baby dolls. The couture section. The couture section where everyone seems like there's some discontent. Also, the woman stands there all day. So she just, like, is... I just think about her psyche. She's just, like, indoctrinated with, like, this whole... um, mission that she's on and then like listening to those like fake baby coo- oh yeah. yeah not great not great okay. so we move through that area which is the most i would say that that is the most curated part and then you walk into like a, basically a giant shop right it's like and there's lots of little nooks about like here's you know when they go to school or here's their like little furry critter friends right and then they're <laughs> the focal point of the shop is a huge tree. And in the, in the tree, there's like a huge tree. It has drippy like LED lights coming down and like little sort of like baby butterfly fairies kind of hanging from the tree. And then the base of the tree is full of animatronic cabbage leaves with tiny um, Cabbage Patch dolls come popping in and out. Kind of like whack-a-mole, but really slow. <laughs> So you walk by and they just sort of like, one will lower back in, one will come back up. And then some of them have hands. So they go, they just kind of go up and down with their hands. Kind of like that emoji that's like this with the hands by the face. Yeah. I was like, "Ah, ah." (laughs) I was loving your video of that. Oh my God. It was wild. I lo- I mean, I love an animatronic thing. I also grew up going to Showbiz Pizza. Shout out if you know what that is. It's like Shout out to the Pizza Time players. That's right. That's right. Uh, way pre Chuck E. Cheese people. But, it, you know, I kind of like a weird animatronic, you know, situation for kids. But this was a bit creepy because it just was their heads popping in and out. Also, the Cabbage Patch kids just kind of look a little bit weird with those tufts of hair and like, or they're bald or, or they have like really wild yarn hair. And like, it's just, there's a lot going on yeah so we're shopping around my niece like picks out some baby stuff she might want you know i was like okay we're trying to figure it out and then over the loudspeaker we've been there for probably like 20 minutes right maybe is anybody else there yes there's probably like there's more employees in scrubs so some people are in full nurse regalia some people are like in scrubs i think splattered with blood yeah, exactly. <laughs> they think they're like in training or something. Mm. Um, but they all are in character, right? And, you know, most of us were just kind of like milling around looking for something to buy, right? And the other, there's probably only two other uh, groups of people in there besides us. And we hear over the, over the loudspeaker, um, Mother Cabbage is in labor. <laughs> If you want to, if you want to witness a birth, please go to uh, Mother Cabbage or Mother Cabbage Tree. And I was like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" And then you can see the tree itself. The tree itself, besides having the animatronic babies, also has a bunch of actual crystals, like full-on quartz cluster crystals, right? Huge ones, all around the base, and they're backlit, so they kind of like light up purple or light up pink or whatever, right? And the, all the crystals are like lighting up. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a spectacle. Friends, would you like to make vegan cheese at home like a pro? Try a new Urban Cheesecraft vegan cheese mix and you can. It is available in 10 varieties, including mozzarella, feta, and spicy nacho. 
They are allergy-friendly because you get to choose your base of nuts, seeds, veggies, or white beans. Solid wheels take 30 minutes and melty sauces just 15. Find the mixes and fun how-to videos on urbancheesecraft.com and get 20% off when you use the offer code SAYCHEESEPONYO. That's P-O-N-Y-O. To save 20% at urbancheesecraft.com. So I asked my niece, do you want to go see a birth? (laughs) (laughs) Might regret this later. And she said yes. So we go over there and we sit in the bench. And then a woman, a nurse comes over. And she goes kind of like back behind the tree and then comes out in the center of the tree. So she's standing basically in the tree, right? And Like in the leaves? or No, there's like... Like in front of the trunk or like part of the trunk. Okay. There's like a big tree with like dripping um, branches and then there's a huge like cabbage patch thing at the bottom. Okay. Right? She's kind of like on a platform kind of above us. Right? Okay. And then they, did, they made the announcement twice. We went over there and sat down. It's only us and one other family with like three people. Right? And the nurse goes in and she says, hey, everybody, it seems like mother cabbage tree is in labor. Are you all ready to, to meet a newborn baby today? <laughs> and we're like, ooh, yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, no. And I really wanted to record this, like video this. But I felt like we were the only two people there. And it was obvious that I don't subscribe to this baby land yeah. bullshit. So I didn't necessarily – I was like, mm, might be a little gauche. So I did not. I did not. Even though I have – the whole place is very gauche, so let's yeah. be real. Um, so – she says, you can tell that Mother Cabbage is in labor because the crystals at her base will start to glow and the fairy dust in her branches will start to drip. <laughs> and we're like, ooh, ah. And then she says, um, do you want to see what if we're having a boy or a girl today? <gasps> oh, you get ready for some binary, my friends. <laughs> Did she say gender's not... Did you yell about gender? Gender's not, yeah. No, I did not. You mean, mean assigned at birth? I know. I did not, but it was, this is next level. People, this is, no. You didn't so, yell gender as a construct? I did not, but I did do, I'll tell you what I did do. So oh, no. here's what she said. We're going to give Mother Cabbage an ultrasound to see if she's having a girl or a boy. What do y'all want to have today? And it was, it was all women here, and both the little girls said, girl 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 including my niece so i was like oh god oh god like uncomfortable and she said if you want a girl you want i want you to cross your fingers and go pink 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 (laughs) and if you want a boy you go blue 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 and i was like oh my god oh no psychological damage on my niece your niece was raised by (laughs) lesbians and surrounded by feminists I know. I was All like, gone in one afternoon. I know. I was like, oh, no, this is it. <sighs> so anyway, my niece and I, we did cross our fingers and say purple, purple, purple. That's, that's the only thing that we actually did to, you know, but which we thought was cute. You disrupted. We disrupted, but, but you know, yeah. not really loud enough. The lady could hear. So everybody else said pink, pink, pink. They did a weird ultrasound thing and you could see that it was like, it's like on this really lo-fi monitor. It's like a thing where you sort of, you like push a button and then like an image appears and like an old kind of like timey sort of game possibly. So you, she basically does a ultrasound right on the tree. She tells us (laughs) that's what she's doing with like a corded ultrasound looking thing. Uh Right. 
does an ultrasound. It appears this like really goofy, very lo-fi image of a drawing of a cabbage patch that has a <laughs> pink filter on it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, good news. We're having a girl. And I was Yay! like, oh, God. Everybody cheered. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. So then she said. It's intersex. I know. She she would not. No, they're not. They are no. very subscribed to the binario down there. So then she says, um, uh, we're going to have to prepare Mother Cabbage. Do you want to help me? And all the kids say yes. Episiotomy. L- Perineum massage. She said, now let me see how dilated she is. <laughs> and she brings out these fucking like giant calipers. It's like a giant pair of tongs. And she's at, she's measuring. And she said, what's she measuring? She's make sure she's like, I'm making Man. sure that she's got 10 leaves dilated. <laughs> Where on the tree was she putting the tongs? You don't really see, but she's putting. You don't really see from your where you're sitting because she's higher above you. Yeah. So she's putting them like what you think is like on one of the little cabbage patch things that all the other babies are kind of popping out yeah, of, yeah. right? And she says, "Oh, mother cabbage is ten leaves dilated. Good job, everybody." And then we had to all breathe together because she might be a little bit nervous, even though she's done this many times. Give birth. <laughs> So we had to all take a big deep breath in and out uh, just to make sure we can make, you know, have so she's nice and relaxed. Brandy, this is a lot like Handmaid's Tale. It I just want to, yeah, I just oh. want to tell you this is a lot I haven't like, watched that. I feel like it would just it would, fuck but me up. This is, this is essentially what the show is. Anyway. Okay. And then she said, it's time for, we're going to give her, I think she said an episiotomy. No, she did not. She said something otomy. I thought that was what it, what she said. Or like a leafotomy or yeah. some shit. Whatever fucking thing she said. She said something like that. And then we gave her, um, we had to give her a shot of TLC. <laughs> and then she had to hook up. Okay, this is, this is next level, people. We had to hook up what she calls imaginarium. Or like a magicillin. I can't remember. A magicillin. And what that is, is it's a ba- a giant, huge baby bottle that hangs upside down that says a magicillin in like stick on letters on it. Right. And then there's like a catheter tube from the nipple of the baby bottle. And then she, she says she hooks up the magicillin through the tube into mother cabbage. <laughs> and we're like, okay. So they've already, they've hooked up two tubes to her. Mm-hmm. They've already done this weird, like, caliper leaf dilation. Yeah. And then we have to, um, she's going to make sure she's like, ooh, I can see the head. <laughs> I can see the head. She said that. And then she said, listen to this. Then she said, oh, I'm, I'm really glad I can see the head. We don't want it to be feet first because that would be a branch delivery. Hey. Oh. Cool, making fun of that. We're like <laughs> challenging thing that actual people have yeah. to go through. Um, ugh, I was like, poor taste all around. <laughs> so then she's like, okay, she's ready. I can see the head. And then we have to go. She's like, okay, are you ready? If you want to help Mother Cabbage? We all we have to do is go one, two, three, push, and then. You know, my fucking niece and like other little children are going, one, two, three, push. <laughs> They're helping in a bird. I was like, oh my God, we have to get the fuck out of here. I mean, it was nuts. So then we push, 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 right? And then the baby's born. Yay. And the baby comes out. The fucking nurse holds it by her, the baby's, the doll baby's feet. 
and like kind of smacks its butt a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what bullshit is that? And then puts it in a pink, th- a pink, um, blanket and swaddles it up and then shows everybody Ooh, here's our beautiful baby newborn baby girl isn't she wonderful everybody and she's got a big tuft of like sort of like a like a little salad of hair on top and they said like oh good thing we fertilized the cabbage patch around here that's why the baby has hair if we forgot to fertilize the baby would be bald Oh, oh, God. And then she says, good job, everybody. We're going to let Mother Cabbage rest until she's ready to deliver again. Holy cow. <laughs> what a day for Mother Cabbage. I was like, how many times does she give a, a give birth one day? I think multiple times a day. Well, so then do they try to sell that baby off? No. Oh, no. That, the, it's not over. Then we have to go directly to the nursery, the newborn baby nursery, which is all behind glass. Oh, my okay? God. Okay. Separate nursery from the spe- expensive baby dolls. So we go over to this place and and then, you know, the nurse brings the baby over, right? Puts it like on a on a scale, right? And then does like this woman, I mean, the nurse woman, let's be real. I'm, I'm using the word nurse in yeah. quotes. Also, she called herself an LPN, which is a licensed patch nurse. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait for my new job as an LPN. I know. Licensed patch nurse. I have to get my tattoos lasered off like ASAP. <sighs> Great idea. That's your real true calling, Georges. So... Nicole George's LPN. Yeah. Licensed patch nurse. If they would have had a lapel pin, I probably would have got you one. I don't know. You would have loved it. Says it. Nicole LPN. <laughs> I would have worn it and around. a cabbage patch. <laughs> so we go to the nursery. The The nurse is like basically using like that like nose sucker thing on the doll baby. Yeah. Like looking in the doll baby's ears, looking in the doll baby's, you know, mouth, um, hooking up a cord to the doll baby, like in an incubator to listen to their heart, which, uh, which you can see in like another really lo-fi sort of a screen that pops up and, you know, writing stuff down like her birth weight or whatever. Also, they asked the kids what they wanted to name the baby. And my niece said, Crystal. And then the other little girl who was there said, Elizabeth. So the <laughs> baby's name is Crystal Elizabeth. Love it. And then after there's lots of pomp and circumstance in the nursery of like sucking out stuff from this doll baby, re-swaddling the doll baby, the woman doesn't break character not once. Good. She's extremely serious with like writing stuff, the vitals down, yeah. et cetera. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I mean, you know, the commitment is really there. I'll be honest. So they bring the baby out, and then she's like, to my five, my four and a half year old niece, she was like, "Okay, are you ready to become a mommy?" <laughs> Now's the time. Now's the time. And my four and a half year old niece was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Oh no!" And they hand the the newborn baby over, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, she really likes you. It looks like you're ready to be a mommy." And I was. <gasps> All the feminist training that she's received. Oh my god! Okay. So we handed we hand over the baby, etc. And she holds the baby. We get the picture taken with the baby. The whole nine yards. Okay. So at that point, we give that newborn baby back because we don't want to buy a sixty dollar baby either. Is let's this, be honest. This seems like this is a hard sell. If people go there with their kids that are a little bit less balanced than your niece. Yes. And then they're like, now you're like, put it down. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, if you make it through the $200 crying baby track at the very beginning and don't get anything, 
the birth thing will probably get lots of kids because they're like, yeah. I just watched this baby give this, you know, baby get born. I named it. I named it. She lo- likes me. I named it. I said one, two, three, push. Yeah. I gave her an episiotomy myself. I, I hooked her up to some weird cord called a magicillin. Thank God she wasn't branch. Thank God she wasn't branch. Thank God for that LPN. So what, did you guys just like put it on a dumpster or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just put her in the toilet. Just kidding. Uh, no, the other little girl was holding the baby for a long time. Maybe she bought that baby. I don't know. We were not, we're not engaged in that anymore. I just told my niece that I would buy her a baby, but it had to be on the cheaper side of the baby. So that baby that, the, that we saw go, um, get born was $60. Okay. <laughs> That's out of my range. Let's be honest. I'm not going to spend those $60 yeah. at Babyland. Yeah. So I already kind of don't want to buy anything Did because. You have to pay it again to Babyland? No, it's free. Oh, that's nice. Um, but I just, uh, you so know. So what'd you, what'd you do? What'd you throw down? I threw down 20 bucks for a, like, you know, state of the art cabbage patch that has a pacifier in his mouth. Oh, great. And it has like a little romper on and has like a little tuft of curly dark hair. And the, she picked it out. My niece picked it out. Um, the baby's name is Harmony Tiana. Did she name it or it came with that it name? It came with that name in the adoption papers. Wow. I don't know if everybody knows this, but you adopt these babies. Yeah. So it's a, a lot really about like, are you ready to adopt this baby? You need to be a mommy. You Are, are you ready to take your pledge of adoption? What's the pledge? Uh, they basically take the little girls into a room, like a glass room, the LPNs do, and they have them basically put their hand over their heart and put their other hand up and take the adoption pledge. So the adoption pledge is when you just adopt any baby. They say like, you know, I promise I will love and cherish my Cabbage Patch kid till the end of time. Something like that, right? And they have to take the adoption pledge. They get to sign. Sometimes they get like a little certification or like a signed thing that they did it as well. Signed by the nurse, et cetera. And the nurse writes the doll, doll baby's name on it. So that is a part of it is you take the pledge. Wow. It's like a purity pledge that you're never going to let down your Cabbage Patch kid. Okay. okay. Really intense. Very serious. Also, everyone's completely in character that whole time. Yeah. And um, we buy the $20 doll. Has a pacifier. Harmony Tiana goes home with us. And as we're checking out... The nurse, every like I said, everybody's in scrubs, full thing. Uh, the nurse who's uh, checking us out, who really works like in like the, you know, this is the last go around here. There's not any other, there's no reason for her really to be in character. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was a doll baby that also, you push it, that you push her hand and she kind of dances and sings. And I found it incredibly annoying. And it kept just kind of going off like an emotion sensor. And I said to her, God, aren't you sick of hearing that? And she said, oh, no. You know, she plays half the song or the whole song. And I always cross my fingers and hope that she plays the whole song because I like it so much. And I was like, oh, my God, get me the fuck out of here. I don't really drink, but I was like, I need like a whiskey shot or something. I was like, this is like, I, I, this is horrible. This is- I cross my fingers because I just like it. She likes it so much. And I was like, Ugh. Will you tell me what was the song? What did it sound like? Oh, it would just, you know, was like just really the lo-fi sort of like pop song situation. Like, <laughs> I love to roller skate. I love to roller skate. It's like the really like very fast and like <laughs> choppy, choppy, choppy. And I was like, Ugh, please make this fucking doll stop. Also, and so we checked out. I also thought to myself, do I really want Babyland on my credit card statement? No, I do not. I paid cash. <laughs> I was like, mm, I can't. I just, I don't want to pay an interest charge for fucking Babyland. Yeah. No, no, thank you, no, thank you. 
Uh, but then I see out of the corner of my eye. They also gave her a nurse hat that says Cabbage Patch Kids on it. My four year old, four and a half year old niece. Wish I could wear that. I should have brought it home for you. She didn't give two shits about it. She wore it while we were in there and then just kept falling off. So she didn't really care. But so all the kids are walking around with nurses hats on too. Um, so instead of a Burger King crown, now it's a Cabbage Patch Kids nurse mm-hmm. situation. So, um, and then out of the corner of my eyes, we're checking out. I see like a rack of postcards. Oh, those were some gems. Those were like, no one had bought a postcard from Babyland since like 1986. So they're literally from that era. And they are just incredible. One has the adoption pledge on it. And one has like a really stern lady looking. They're on my Instagram stories. One has a stern lady looking being like, do you promise to take care of your baby? And it's like, ah! <laughs> did you did you save your Instagram stories? I, you know, I'll put them back up. Because could we, like, have them on the podcast blog? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're saved on... Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, Absolutely. So, so then what... So what happened after Babyland? Okay. So you guys got out alive? We got out alive. My niece was stoked about her baby. She couldn't get it. She loved Harmony Tiana. She goes by Tiana for short, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we left. And as we leave, or like the parking lot kind of swirls around the plantation zone in the, in the weird lawn. And then we get out. And the last thing you see before you go onto the like wooded road is um, the, oh, this is the best one for the blog. It's a huge billboard that says, stop by again for another shot of Imagicillin. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a Cabbage Patch Kid creepy ass Cabbage Patch Kid with, with, with her hand up like more please and I was like ah so I stopped I literally exclaimed I was like oh my god I took a picture yeah. and I was like we gotta get the fuck out of here I was just like oh no 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 I need a clearing I need a shower yeah I need like a salt scrub I need, you know I need like a smudge I was like I want anything anybody help you know yeah so we I took pr- turn all the window the rolled the windows down. We drove through, like, the warm summertime Georgia air, just trying to clear that baby land off. Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters brought to you by Urban Cheesecraft, Mary Pinson, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Christy Herod, and Lindsay Deschen. If you would like to support our podcast, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $500, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet, like the insect, leg, like its appendage, at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. That's her voice. Don't be scared. When we got home, or back to the house, I was like, told everybody what happened. And then I just was like, I couldn't stop thinking about Babyland. And I was like, how does that place stay open? What, like, where are they making the babies? I mean, they're made in China, let's be honest. But the hand-painted, hand-sewn ones, maybe it's upstairs in the plantation. There was one woman who was not in nurse outfit who came down the staircase. She might have been, like, the boss or something. But... Then she probably went back up when she saw people were there. Like, they want to, like, have a, like, the facade is, like, you don't see where they're made. You don't see anything else. And I was like, is this just, like, a giant plantation gift shop? You know, I, yeah, I think it is. What was that woman wearing? The, like, normal person? Just, like, a, like, a cardigan or something. Like a southern lady twin set. Okay. You know. Yeah. She looked like kind of like a business, Ann Taylor Taylor kind of Designing women? 
Yeah, but less less cool. Okay. <laughs> so you couldn't stop thinking about Babyland. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I taught. I told the story multiple times about the birth. Oh man, it was nuts. And I went to sleep and I dreamt about Babyland. And I was like, oh man, it's now it's in my psyche. Fuck. And I, you know, I did all my normal things I like to do to kind of clear those energetic cords from myself. And the next day I flew home to Portland and um, I think I was telling my partner Lou about it and Lou looked up and was like, you need to watch this. And I was like, oh my God, what is it? And it's this Vice documentary. I don't know if everybody's heard about this, but Vice did a documentary about Cabbage Patch Kids. It's worth a watch. It's about 16 or 18 minutes. Um, it's fucking fascinating. So the origination story is this woman, Martha Nelson Thomas, I could be wrong on that. That's what I think her name is. Martha Nelson Thomas was a folk artist and a soft sculptor in the in the South. And she made what she called doll babies. And they were like kind of bigger than what a traditional Cabbage Patch Kid is. And this is like the late 70s, early 80s. And she sold them like at craft fairs and like artisan sort of things all around the South. And, you know, she would make them in people's likenesses for, you know, for gifts, things like that. She also was like really into them being like a spirit of a baby. Right. And then, so they had a baby spirit. They were about supposedly supposed to be like as like heavy as a baby. Right. Like, so you could really see what it's like to hold a newborn or like a small child baby. Mm -hmm. Right. And she didn't have any like tags or she didn't sign her work or anything. She just put, you know, she was like, well, a real baby wouldn't have like a, you know, copyright Martha Nelson Thomas on it. So why would I do that? Right. And, um, Anyway, people loved her doll babies. She also did other types of sculpture. This was one of the things that she made. She loved them. She's like a really nice person, right? Uh, enter in the picture, Xavier Roberts, who we all know and associate with Cabbage Patch. He comes in in the early 80s, and he owns a gift shop in Cleveland, Georgia, small town Georgia, and is buying the doll babies from Martha Nelson Thomas to sell at the gift shop. They are selling so well. He comes back to her and says, can we mass produce these? Because people want these doll babies, right? And she says, no, this is my art. I'm not going to fucking mass produce my art. I'm not, I'm not a capitalist. I don't want that. I'm not interested, right? He says, well, fuck you then. And then takes her design and then completely knocks her off. Gets, mm. a, gets a you know, facility to manufacture what literally looks exactly like Martha Nelson Thomas's babies and calls them Cabbage Patch Kids. He also comes up with the story of Imagicillin, the crystal tree giving birth, the entire Cabbage Patch lore, the fairy dust, the whole thing, the whole birthing scenario, etc. That's something that he, he comes up with, okay? That was not part of Martha Nelson Thomas. He also... Um, pretty soon thereafter gets really famous because people go, as you know, go nuts for Cabbage Patch. So every kid in the 80s wants a Cabbage Patch kid, right? Well, not every, but lots of people wanted Cabbage Patch kids. And he got really famous really fast. There's a great clip on Vice about, um, he's on like Good Morning America or Today Show or something. And they ask him like how he started this. And he's on there like literally lying. He says, um, well, I, you know, I'm an artist and a soft sculptor 
And I just created, I liked the shape of a baby's face and I want to make them weighted like a baby. He basically just rips off everything that Martha stands for and says it on the fucking Today Show and then talks about why he created the Cabbage Patch Kids. So he's also just like straight up lying. He just was a gift shop owner and not an artist. I mean, he's obviously a creative person to make up a cabbage tree giving birth. Yeah. But And probably a magical person, but... Just not, just pretty, you know. Not, this is not like, an ethical magician. No, no, not an ethical magician and probably just really sick with some capitalism and toxic masculinity, it sounds like. So he gets 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 rich. All of Martha's um, people are up in arms. Martha, you know, I mean, seems like Martha's probably a Libra. Martha's just like, you know what, like, I can't, I can't, I don't want to waste my time dealing with this guy. She's not opposed to, like, you know, going after him, but she's also not going to, like, put her energy into that. She has actually some pretty good boundaries around it. And she has basically some other friends who get a lawyer, and the lawyer really believes in Martha, and they go after him. But it's years and years and years of legal battle, okay? During this time, Xavier Roberts is getting richer and richer. He buys a extremely, you know, huge house in Cleveland, Georgia, that there's a great clip on the Vice documentary about, like, um, how he has, like, a pole into a slide into a swimming pool. And, like, the, you know, has, like, 30 rooms and people are, like, up in arms with what a crazy mansion he has. You know, he's like this, like, I got money and I'm going to make something wacky with it. So he basically... Gets rich. Martha gets zero dollars. They they are like, you know, in a legal battle for a very long time. What happens at the end is there is a settlement. They The, the details are not disclosed, right? Oh. And what happens is it's like enough to send their children to college, is what the, Martha's husband says. But Martha, you know, she doesn't really she lives to the end of the settlement but she has since passed i think she passed in 2013 Mm -hmm. so basically you spent like you know almost two decades or like a decade and a half in a legal battle with this person trying to like save your art she's actually pretty disinterested in the whole thing but people really advocate on her behalf but it was also it just ended up being a settlement he never apologized the one thing she wanted was to have some recognition in the like babyland general and in the story that it was originated from her art and like these are inspired by or whatever you mm-hmm. know even though they were fully stolen inspired by Martha Nelson Thomas's work and that does exist i did not see that at babyland general just so you know i wasn't looking for it cuz i didn't know the story at the time but i did also did not see it so basically you know, at one point, there was Cabbage Patch Kids also, like, you can buy designer jeans for them. They were going for, like, $37,000. You heard me. $37,000. You know, like, it just was, like, a totally kind of weird craze and, like, kind of a gross display of capitalism that then this one guy got really rich off of. Martha got nothing. Now she got something. Who knows what it actually is? But she's not alive to even see it. So wow, yeah, and her widow is on the um, documentary, and he is really sweet and awesome in his overalls, Aww. just holding it down, looking like a cabbage patch kid, looking like a cabbage patch kid. And also at her funeral, at Martha Nelson Thomas's funeral, everyone who had a doll baby that was made by her brought it to the funeral, and they had the whole first pew was full of doll babies. Oh my god! Yeah, which is a really cool picture. So. 
basically there's a lot of there's a lot of a there's a, a sordid tale in the cabbage patch. You know, I had two cabbage patch kids. Oh, you did. One what was their names? one was Elmer. Was, Elmer was the main one. Was he, he bald? No, he had uh, curly blonde hair. Okay. And the other one was one of those animal hybrids, and I can't remember what his name Forest was. Friend? Yeah, I guess he was like part cat, part kid. He they was call him Forest Friends. Orange now. with like ears mm-hmm. and like striped body and yeah. blue overalls. Both oh, my cabbage patch kids were boys. Mm, really, like really, you that? I okay. I as a child wanted a cabbage patch kid so bad. I begged my mom for one. I begged my mom. We did not have two nickels to rub together. I grew up in a real, you know, not 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 that much going on in my household, and I begged my mom so hard, and she was like, "We are, we cannot buy that. There's no way I'm buying a forty dollar or however many, how much ever it was at the time." Yeah. And what she did is she asked my grandma to make me one. Uh oh. Yeah, you can see where this <laughs> is going. So my grandma, who's so sweet, who was she was so great. She was a great seamstress and could make pretty much anything. She made me a, a couch couch kid that then she wrapped up for Christmas, and then it was like from Santa, really. And I was like, it did not look like a couch couch kid. <laughs> I see a picture of it. Um, it she had like yarn hair and like you know there was the eyes kind of painted the same. My grandma did a good job with the hand with the hand painting, but the body was like really large and like very um like just like. It was three-dimensional, but, like, flat. It just was a weird shape. There wasn't, like, the chubby little hand. It just was, like, kind of blob hands, right? And then the neck was very <laughs> tight, like, you know, as, like, I totally gather, like, rubber band neck. So I called her Pinhead. Oh, no. And I fucking hated that doll. <laughs> I, and my, you know, and my grandma actually put her signature on the butt. I mean, she my grandma spent so long on she that. She spent so long on it. She thought I would love it. I fucking hated that doll. <laughs> I tried to like, I threw it. I tried to throw it away. I thought I'd give him to the dog. I was like a little <laughs> asshole. Really, just hated it. A little pinhead. I cried over pinhead. I didn't want anything to do with her. I was like, no way. And then, okay, so then later on, my mom figures out she buys me a knockoff Cabbage Patch. Right, mm. yarn hair, same plastic face, no butt sign. Okay. And I was like, not good enough. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, where'd you get this? It's a totally knockoff brand. Like, you know, B brand or whatever, yeah. like Walmart or whatever brand situation. And I was like, no, that's, there's the butt's not signed. I don't want that. And I was like, I was really, you know, I was spinning that tail in my yeah. head too. I was subscribed to the Cabbage Patch. So it took a, it took a couple years, but then I did get a preemie. I got a preemie with like a tuft of hair. It's like a little one, like that weird little like carrot top head situation. Yeah. And I don't remember the preemie's name. My preemie was just kind of like, gen- you know, it's like kind of genderless preemie. Isn't Elmer a weird name? For- Elmer's a weird name. I think mine was like, like Audrey or something. That seems a little bit more familiar. Audrey, Emma or some Did shit Did you like love that. baby Audrey? I did love her. I also just liked that she was like OG and like, I was like, oh, this is what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted like a legit cabbage patch. And now looking back, I, the only one that I still have is Pinhead. You still have Pinhead? I still do. I want to tell you when I was a kid, my toys were named Bertha, oh Elmer, and Ramondo. Yeah, you were like born a grandma. That's why. 
All right, let's see if we have any advice questions. Brandy, thank you for telling us your Cabbage Patch tale. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. Thanks for joining me in Babyland. And I am happy to give you some pictures so you all can experience this with me. And check out that documentary. There's also a part of the documentary where people are in. They have the largest selection of Cabbage Patch Kids, also in Georgia. And it's just basically like a double-wide trailer full of Cabbage Patches. It's creepy as fuck. Dear Sagittarian Matters, I was recently involved in an intensely sexual, emotional affair with a longtime friend. Mm -hmm. We are both in monogamous LTRs. We're trying to go back to being just friends, but it's hard. There's still mutual attraction, and he's still being secretive about me with his wife. How could a mutually supportive platonic friendship flourish under these circumstances? For reference, the recent situation was not physical due to distance, but we did sleep together once years and years ago before either of us had ever met our current partners. From Confused in Tualatin. Wait, so... The, confused in Kalamazoo. They had an affair, but it wasn't physical? Right. It was an intensely sexual, emotional affair. So they had, like, phone sex and stuff? I don't know. Maybe. It wasn't, it wasn't physical, but, but it, it was sexual. Sexual and emotional. Oh, jeez. And then now they're trying to go back to being just friends, but it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I don't know how you do that. I I mean, how do you... I think that you might have to just take a breather from each other and get each other out of your system in that way before you go back to trying to be just friends. That's like my honest advice. If I had a main relationship and I had this other thing that I'd kind of put it in jeopardy I would have to put that person on ice for a little bit I'd be like you know how I feel about you but you also know I have to deal with my main life here so we got to chill on this unless I'm willing to like be polyamorous with my partner and if we're not willing to be polyamorous then I need to put it on ice for like let's say like three months and then we'll just reconvene and see if we can talk to each other without like pulling out our wieners I don't know. If you're se- if you're sharing sexual things, like you know that this guy loves golden showers, you're never gonna unknow that. Every time you're around that person or around that person and their wife or partner, then you're gonna be like thinking about that one time when he was like getting off with a golden shower. How do you undo that? But I mean, think about people who you have had crushes on or sexual things with, and then you see them like a year later, and you're like, oh, whoa. I don't want to do that anymore. I know, but I kind of feel that this is a little bit like unfulfilled desire. That's mm. why. It's kind of like you, the, for, to use a witch metaphor, you put it in the cauldron, you turn the fire on, and you've been stirring it for a while. But you haven't actually tasted that fruit. So you might be like, ooh. Your fruit cauldron. Mm, give me that. I want that hot fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what's in that, you know, what what's bubbling in there. So, I want to try that out. So I think it's like you basically have had like you've been building ST for so long. It's hard to be like, I mean, you can do it. I agree with you. You can actually put it on ice. I think that's a really smart advice. But it might be have to be iced for a while before that goes away because you've been building this ST, which is usually a lot more exciting than even if you probably were actually just physical. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 the way I see it, they have two choices. Yeah. Try to open your relationship or get like a hall pass or whatever you call it. Or put it on ice. Yeah. And if you want to go back to just being friends, you might actually never just be friends because you shared intimacy 
and that intimacy, you're on a little bit of a different level. And are you okay with being like romantic friends or being, um, you know, more intimate friends? There's lots of levels of friendship, but to kind of dial it back to like, we're just casual bros. You probably aren't going to be able to do that. And another thing, if, if this person's being dishonest with his partner about it, and I'm assuming because I think the person said that they're all monogamous, Think, like, how are you affecting that person's life? And is mm. that in line with your integrity and your feminism and your feelings about how your kind of highest self would act in the world? Like, do you want to cause that person harm? Well, if not, and if this guy's not willing to make any adjustments in his relationship, then I think that's another decision you have to consider. Totally. I mean, you know, we've had some types of conversations about this before with listeners and advice questions. And I feel the same way. It's like, you know, an emotional and like, you know, uh, sexual affair that is like sort of like this, you know, uh, like thing that has happened long distance for a long time. All the ST has been building up. It's kind of worse than just a physical affair in my book. So because you do have a lot of like, it's a fantasy. And you know, that sort of tending and that kind of affair is real. Obviously, I don't agree with that. I think it's way better to be more honest and boundaried and clear about what your needs are and uh, communicate to your partner what those are before you go to some sort of affair situation or break a commitment that you might want to also uphold. Um, so, you know, not great all around. Hard, hard, Listener. hard place you're in. Hard place you're in. I'm real sorry. It sounds like maybe you might want something different from your current partner if you want to stay with them, but you were, you know, called to have an affair with this other person. I just like, do you really want to be with this person that you're with? If so, like maybe kind of try to funnel some of that like ex- exciting, like erotic energy into your current relationship mm-hmm. and maybe redirect that. And it might actually be really helpful to cool off or ice out, you know, the other person into back to the friend zone. Yeah. I'm going to give you some Dr. Laura advice, which might make you angry, but Dr. Laura says, and I'm the fantasy you feed is the one that grows. And Mm. that is true. She probably read that somewhere that was bipartisan. So you can take it as it is, but it's true. You know, like the thing that you're thinking about all the time, as long as you feed it, like every time you think about it, you have a choice. It's just like in meditation, you're meditating and your thoughts are supposed to be like clouds through the sky that are just kind of going by. You don't get, you don't hop on board one. Mm-hmm. And that's how you stay in your centered place. Think about this affair like that. You know, like you're, the thought of it, the fantasy of it is just a cloud going by. You can choose whether or not to hit yourself to that cloud and to keep feeding that. Yeah. And whenever you're acting out as far as out of your relationship in some way, you know, it seems like you might be missing something within your current relationship. So this is a teaching moment for yourself just to say like, okay, like, what do I really need in this partnership and try to be able to advocate and ask for it because it might actually make your relationship better. Um, But uh, yeah, they didn't ask if they if we should think they should tell their partner. That's a whole nother question. That's a whole nother kit and caboodle. Good luck to you. Good luck, listener. Good luck. We have your back, and we hope that um, we hope that something works out. Go to Babyland if you're looking to. Uh, they don't like golden showers. If you're looking to stoke the stoke the flames of intimacy with your partner. Yeah, go to Babyland. It's the best birth control you could possibly have. <laughs> Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.